Okay, well, to start off the podcast, uh, um, good morning, good morning. I hope I hope that people uh, enjoy enjoy the refreshing sound of carbonated water. Some buble. Yeah, dude. I've been trying it out because the local gas station only sells these, not Lacroix. Dude, honestly. I don't know if this is a hot take. <laughs> I like hot takes. Hit me. I I have found that in my opinion, like almost all generic brands of like carbonated water or like seltzer or whatever are superior to LaCroix. And like I like LaCroix. <gasps> no, 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 hold on. I like LaCroix. I just think they're fantastic. <laughs> like the generic brands. I have mm. also experienced this. Granted, I'm not a heavy carbonated water person i'm actually not okay. really a fan but uh i've definitely i definitely can agree with that the weiss brand keegan the weiss brand is pretty fire keegan keegan you seem like you're not a fan of a lot of things <laughs> let's talk about why you're not a fan of drinking coffee either oh my goodness um i don't i want to like coffee i respect coffee so much and coffee drinkers but it's just it's just a little too little too bitter, you know. Okay, narrow it down to like four reasons why. I only have why two. You don't you don't partake? I only have two. Okay, it's, only two. That's fine. It's the bitterness, it's the taste, and it's the caffeine. That's it. Bitterness. Okay, so taste and caffeine. Yeah, I don't I don't drink caffeine. That's it. It's it's pretty it's pretty straightforward. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you fine. Is it? Dude, do you okay. like the way it smells? Yes, like, I love the way it smells. Okay. I love everything about coffee. I love coffee shops. I just he likes the culture. I like the cult. I literally love the it. culture. Like I would he love wants to the like kingdom without the king is what he wants. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would love to uh, like dive in and like know what different kinds of beans are and they come from like different places. Like, uh, like dark roast versus light. Like all this stuff. But I just I really I really want to make like a like one of those like Food Network Netflix uh, food TV shows that you've been seeing that like has been really popular about like just a host or like going around and trying different restaurants. But I really want to do one all about coffee and like about the local shops around Mechanicsburg and Harrisburg once this all opens back up. You told me about that, that I could have a tea segment on your show. Yeah, it would like (laughs) it would be it would be the idea would be like. Um, going around to, uh, different coffee shops and essentially doing a podcast, but in video form, but also trying to incorporate like the owner or a barista or someone who's skilled, I guess, in the knowledge of it and kind of talking about from their perspective of like why that shop is unique or something. That'd be sick. I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. I love I it. And then always the tea <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Like put it in like a two minute two minute intercut of like Keegan brewing tea for all the people who aren't into coffee. It's like I don't yes. know if you've watched those like workout videos where it's like, you know, if you can't hang with everyone else, like just do the same thing without any weights. <laughs> That's me. That's fine. You're the you're the one you're you're like you're the equivalent of the I'm the lame person in the back. <laughs> sure. Who does? Who does? Who does four sit-ups instead of twelve? No, that's totally fine. You know, you take your level where you can get it, Keegan. Another hot take that Keegan and I were Facetiming about earlier this morning, Noah, that we can include you on. Well, we never is crunchy, crunchy or smooth peanut butter. Dude, I love both. 
I'm a yes. huge fan of both. Yes. Yes. I have n- no partiality towards either one. You know, honestly, I think it's a mood thing for me. But facts. Yeah. Yes, that's where I stand because there I don't I wouldn't like put crunchy peanut butter on toast cuz toast is already crunchy, but if you're right. like making a peanut butter sandwich, oh, make peanut butter and jelly sandwich, crunchy yeah. all the way because if you think about it, like people add chips or something like that. It's just like the same thing, but it's just like, yep. you don't even have to add an extra thing. It's great. I don't know. There's something weird about like the mouth feel for crunchy peanut butter for me. It's like eating peanuts. Nah, no, it's not. It's exactly like that. It's like, that's what you're doing. no, it, it's like, it's like, I, I, no. Okay. Listen to me. <laughs> it, there's, it's like a weird half for me and my perspective. It's like a weird halfway point. It's like it's like a peanut butter that doesn't want to commit to being a peanut or butter. Nah. I'm sorry. I'm this. This is really what's funny is I think Noah and I are like in the hot take section of the general like public. I think most people hate crunchy peanut butter. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, there's enough people that like it that they sell it. So like, right. That's true. I don't know. But like, you see, you see, like all kinds of smooth peanut butter. And there's like three options for, <laughs> for crunchy. <laughs> well, maybe I'll have to maybe I'll have to try it, boys. We'll see if I can expand my horizons. Dude, can we film one where you're just yeah, like trying? Yeah, let's do that. We, what we should do? We should have a hot take episode where like we all try things that we <laughs> we think we hate. <laughs> I love that. I'll drink coffee. I'm, I'm totally down for that. I'll drink yeah. coffee. You can mm-hmm. eat spicy or not spicy. Oh, spicy, spicy peanut, peanut butter. That was wild. Um, <laughs> What is it? Uh, crunchy peanut butter. Crunchy peanut butter. No, you need something. What do you What do you not like that most people do food wise? I don't know. Are olives enough of a thing that a lot of people like to be a hot take? Uh, maybe in other parts of the world. Yeah, okay. in like Greece. So I'm not. I don't really like olives. I don't really like pecans or like walnuts. I don't like pecans or walnuts either. I like pecans. I I don't eat pecans by themselves, but. One thing that I've really found to appreciate them in is pancakes. Okay, now this because it's not as it's not as sweet as like a blueberry pancake. It's not as dry as a regular, and it's not as rich as a chocolate chip pancake. And it's not as good as any of them. Yep, chocolate okay, chips pancakes I, are superior. That, that might seem fair. Oh no, okay. cinnamon cinnamon bun pancakes are fire. So this leads me to what could be a hot take, um, Glenn. I know that your mom is an avid baker. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Um, so th- this could be a hot take. I absolutely hate nuts in any kind of like bread or like brownie or like Give pancake. That. <laughs> Give me that. <laughs> like, oh no! I, I think it just absolutely ruins. Give me that. The Wait, so food. can you have like can you have like a like a bread like a whole grain bread loaf or is that too like I mean texturized for you? So like I would, that wouldn't be my first choice, but I don't mind that. For me, it's more of like a, a pastry or dessert type thing. Like mm. I don't want nuts in my banana bread. I don't want peanuts Facts. in my, uh, in my brownies, like stuff like that. Well, I don't, I don't do that. I feel like I just put in the brownies. Uh, Mama Dean just tends to put more chocolate oh, into absolutely. the brownie. I'm, I'm all for that. But I know a lot of people like to throw like random nuts into their like brownies and stuff. And I'm not about that. Nah. Yeah, I'm not about no, no, random no. nuts. That 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 hasn't that hasn't been me. The where it's, where that has been me is the pecan pancake. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's just so random though. Like I don't know why. I I think it's something about like the this like the subtle 
I guess nut flavor or <laughs> texture or something. I'm not I'm not positive. I haven't quite pinned it down. I definitely don't have enough information on it to give a thesis statement or or a whole uh, five paragraph essay. But what I can tell you is that the general impression is that I enjoy them. All right. Well, I mean, like I respect it. I just don't know that I would enjoy it either. Here, okay. here's it. Here's it. Since we're on the topic of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, here's a nut hot take. I don't like almonds. Oh my. I don't like almonds what? at all. I hate almonds. I remove them for all I like of my almond tra- milk. Yes. I like almond milk, but I remove that doesn't make any sense. They Keegan. don't ha- it's the, it's like a texture crunch thing. Like those fat olives you get in like trail mix or olives. Yeah. I can't speak today. <laughs> fat almonds that you get in uh trail mix. Like I cannot do that. Not cool. Keegan, I think you should start a podcast called Fat Almond. Fat Almond? Or Fat Almonds. <laughs> and it's just a podcast of you with controversial opinions. All of my hot that takes. People, that, people, that people don't <laughs> Each like. episode's going to be like three seconds, and you'll just say the name. <laughs> Rattling off. That yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Boys, speaking of hot takes and expanding your horizons, let's talk about uh, gathering new habits. That was great oh, radio. Wow. <laughs> I've been trying. I've been trying. I've been listening to a lot. I've been doing research. And I've been trying to expand my uh, qualities as a podcast host, both in speaking and in um, technology and equipment. Yeah, you got nice. your new mics. I think, I've st- I think I've stepped up my game, yes. <laughs> yeah, the new mics finally came in. I hope my voice sounds a little bit better. One thing that I do hear in this mic, though, is that I sound... It's it's almost too good to the point where like when I hear myself breathe in the microphone, it's slightly bothering. I'm just like sitting there and I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. Is <laughs> talking really put me out that much of energy? Wow. So that's one thing I got to work on. But back to the main topic, boys. What what are new hobbies that you have recently acquired in your life? Let's say in the past year or so, or even in this Corona time. Does uh does Fortnite count as a hobby? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it can. No, I don't. But anything, I don't, I don't anything that else that's new in your life? My life? Oh no, not really. Honestly, I know I'm so lame. Uh, I switched over to, I switched over to 120 film rather than 35. That's within the same like hobby though. That's Come still back that, to me. that expand. That's that that that's part of expanding your horizons. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. I switched. Well, I fish. I switched what time of what type of film I shoot, and more of this small stuff. Oh, look at that! For people, for people who don't understand or are just listening, Keegan is a photographer who likes to shoot on actual film, not the digital side of things. Yes. Yes, that's what he is referring to. Film is film's not dead. Okay, there. Did we you go. have that as a prop, take. or was that just did that just happen to be on your desk? No, he keeps one in his pocket, man. No, it was so I'm in my basement. He tries he tries to remind himself that he needs to stay analog as much as possible in his life. So he like rubs he rubs the film between his fingers like a quarter. No, this is actually a good segue. I'm in my I'm in my my studio basement and this is where I develop all my film. I have my chemicals actually on my desk here. Oh, and this. this is this is from Glenn's first time shooting film. My my first Your role. First, well, this is the one that didn't work out. I'm pretty sure. 
So this is a, yeah, a bit of my nostalgia going on right yeah, here. Yeah, it's actually hanging. If you want to see, I have the blank roll still hanging behind me. Not to put you on blast like that, but... Dude, totally fine. Um, no, yes. Put me on blast, Keegan. Let's talk about the quali- the quality of my first two rolls of 35mm film. This is... Which, by the this way... This new hobby, yeah. Is probably my new hobby. Um, yeah, so here's the here's the first one. If you can see, there's no images here. It's all blank. It's still just... I know just haven't taken it down. No, this is... This has happened to me twice. But it, what happened... Do you want to explain what happened? Or should I explain what happened? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do. Uh, I'll walk through my own hobby. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. You stick to your stuff. <laughs> well, we have the same <laughs> hobby, so I don't know. I hobby is just like biffing it up, though. Dude, oh, dude, totally. That's like I would say that that's the hobby of my life. Is that's just how you learn, mistakes. though. Oh, that was kind of deep. <laughs> dude, that's that's the whole point of this. I think podcast, that should be man. everyone's hobby is making mistakes and learning from them. Wow, dude. Hopefully, well. Um, <laughs> To the listeners who are who are still with us, even though that we're fumbling through the topic, when I picked up a 35 millimeter film camera, the first two rolls that I tried to give Keegan to develop for me, one, I didn't rewind the first one properly. So when I opened it, all of the film was still out of the roll and totally blank and blasted by the sun. The second that I thought I did properly where it went inside, Keegan developed and only the edges came through and not the actual photo. So I don't know what I did. But the, the third one, the third one came through, and the images look good, except some of them are out of focus, and I still don't know what I'm fully doing. It each each time you shoot a roll, you'll get better. Yeah, that's the goal. I had that's the goal. I'm trying to get some sharp images. I had a I had the same the one. There's two that are pretty sharp. The two the two houses together. I'll show. I'll I'll point out at some point. No one has any context for that. <laughs> I, that's totally I had this, bio. it'll be in the show notes. yeah lincoln <laughs> that could be the <laughs> cover the that could notes. be the cover on spotify you could put like the one sharp the one like really sharp photo from that role <laughs> yes 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 i love it i love it uh, i had when i went to san francisco i brought my film camera and took most of my pictures on my 35 and all of the rolls i shot three rolls they all came out blank it was the most devastating experience Mm. So I feel you, Keegan. Keegan. So we know that film photography is is a is a hobby of yours, but why why would you claim to be it a hobby and not part of maybe your profession or study? Because mm. you're also a filmmaker. I actually. So why do you put that into the category aspect, the category of hobby in your life? Uh, because I haven't made any money doing it yet. Do you plan on making money doing it? Yeah, it's like it's like kind of a hobby, but also kind of part of business because like I'm trying to do some of that Willem YouTube thing, you know. Mm. And I want to start selling prints pretty soon. But as of right now, I'm just a hobbyist because I don't do it frequently enough. But we're trying to transition from simply a hobbyist to in a business aspect. Yes, yes dude, I'll business. buy it. I love it. I love I'll it. I'll buy a print. Yes, dude, he's got it. He's got a print of a Ferris wheel, man. That's I, really baller. I have, I have at least. Well, now I have three people who want to buy prints from me. So there you I go, should. dude. I will buy a big old one of that Ferris All wheel. Right. I'm working on. I'm working right now. I found a place that I might want to use for a distributor. The same place Joe Greer uses. So mm. we'll no see what okay. happens. No big well, <laughs> involving involving our other podcast guest Noah. Yes, um, I don't Noah, shoot on what? film, but it's fine. Yes. So you don't shoot on film, but what what are what are your hobbies? What 
generally have are you interested in that is a you consider a hobby in your life but also are there any new developments that have been uh percolating oh in your in in your Ooh, interest sat word look at that <laughs> coffee word um <laughs> so i don't know no you know me man trying to keep well, it pretentious yeah. here of course <laughs> as you sip your sparkling water no big deal <laughs> um yeah i think for me one of the big things that's kind of grown in my interest over the last couple of months and like even looking at the past year has been reading so like when i was a kid i loved reading especially like like children's mystery novels just captivated me so like the boxcar children or like things like that just i I was super into it did you read the hardy boys dude i read uh not all of them but i i had i had a lot of them yes that was my stuff in like third grade right so good um so yeah that was kind of like where i was and then i got into the too cool for school phase for a while as far as reading goes and so i kind of just gave it up um but over the last year or two i've been getting really really into reading again and buying books and like i'm almost in this point where like i love collecting books even if like i won't read them um like my goal is to read them but i just love having them which I guess it's also slightly pretentious or like just wrong of me to want to do that. No, that's fine. Let me ask you a quick question. Hardcover or softcover? Oh man. So I'm a softcover guy. Um, I'm a paperback guy, but I, good. I am also very, very particular. So like if I loan a book out to somebody, I don't want it back with the binding in the middle having been like bent too far. Like if there's a line on the back of it, (laughs) that's that's we're done like that's just the worst oh my gosh one of the first things i do with books is i open them up and stretch them to the point where you get that (laughs) lightning bolt down the back and and i'm like i'm like i don't like reading i don't like reading like my eyes have to go diagonal because at the inside of the book the words start not being (laughs) flat anymore because the thing won't open far enough so i the first thing i do is i always take books and i I stretch them. I essentially like stretch them out and I like beating them up. So they're all like gross and like, they look like red. They look red. That's why I like doing it. I mean, like I understand that. Like I really do. But like for me, I just like seeing them like on my shelf, like clean and crisp and like looking good. Like Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Like my bookshelf has got to look like BNN. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise it's not right. Like if somebody gives me a hardback, I'm not going to be upset, but I love, I love the paperback. That's good. Are you, do you write in books? Do you highlight words? Oh, are you a highlighter? I've gone back and Do you forth. use a bookmark? What, what's your reading? What's your reading? Like practicality? Like, yeah. So I've gone like, tell, tell us, tell the world how you treat a book. <laughs> I've gone back and forth so many times, like trying different things. So for a while, what I do is I'd keep a very, very thin six inch ruler as my bookmark. Um, and then whenever I'd see something that I love, and this isn't for like fiction, this is usually for nonfiction. If I'm reading, if, if I want to mark it up, um, I would use the ruler as my bookmark and then I would underline it using the ruler so that it looks like crisp and clean. And it's not just like my handwriting going everywhere. You know, I don't really like making notes in books. Um, so I usually keep a journal like right now. Um, and this is kind of where I was going a little bit with my hobby. I'm, I'm reading, I have a goal of reading 25 books this year it looks like it's probably gonna be 28 as like as the trend is going 
Um, and so I'm keeping a journal with each of the books from this year. And I think I'm going to continue doing that, having like, this is the journal books I read in 2020, then 2021, 2022. Um, Sick. So that way I have my notes there. So it's not super convenient because like sometimes it's nice to have the notes in the book. But if you're looking for like crisp and clean, you can have a journal. And that way I have the journal of all my thoughts and stuff like that too. So, yeah. Wow, that's beautiful. I want to get back. I like really resonate with that idea of like, oh, I used to love to read as a kid and it was something I did all the time. And then being too cool for school or you just read so many things or books in school that you don't want to do it anymore. I'm in that place of wanting to get Mm. back into it, but just... Do you have any? Do you guys have any other uh, hobbies that have died? Oh man, so many. You're like, I'm gonna, died. I'm gonna pick this up, and then you like try. So here's so. Recently, and by recently, I mean within the last year, I found out that I am uh, an Enneagram Seven, and I guess one thing that my people like to do is <laughs> try the world out. Your tribe. My tribe. Yes, <laughs> one thing that my tribe likes to do is try the world out. I think in that, it was really cool reading about that because it put like words and names to something that my uh, younger brother used to make fun of me about. He'd always say, oh, like, uh, this is just like a new phase. Like one. um, You're a phase guy. Oh, yeah, totally. And, And I hated it. I hated when people called me out on it. But now I own it and I love it. Wow. Totally. Like we've talked about this, right? Like two months ago, I almost bought $200 worth of leather craft. <laughs> I remember uh, that. I remember that. <laughs> craft dude, you were gear. dreaming so big. I remember that. Dude. I, it, yeah. Right. Like I was about to start making wallets, like, I remember you, you know, that. make a little <laughs> extra side cash on, 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 uh, on the wallet game other than for my close male friends. And, uh, it just never happened. It, it, and, and I appreciate that. And I am in full, uh, awareness that I will probably never touch it and never try <laughs> because I just have a feeling that I'll end up spending a lot of money on it. And well, I think being, a, I think being aware of that problem has really helped me being like, I'm not going to do that because I know I'll get addicted to it. <laughs> I was going to ask a follow up question. Like, yeah, hit me. have you ever actually spent an inordinate amount of money following a, a hobby that you didn't actually make good on? So, like, what what's an inordinate? What wait? So what's that word first? Inordinate, like inordinate. Yes. Okay. So, like, have you ever spent an amount of money that you're like not proud of? Like, so this wouldn't fall into the category of like photography or filmography. Um, mm. Like, I'm talking like something that you have like absolutely just dropped. <laughs> Or like didn't last or fizzled um, out. Like, yeah. So, um, uh, I guess a couple people know that I was into, before I was into film, I was into like drawing and painting. Mm. And that's what I was going to end up doing before I switched my majors was being an art teacher. And before that, um, I got really into um, like design magazines Hmm. And uh, if you're ever in the magazine world, you'll know that like really cheap paper ones are like, oh, cool, seven bucks, no problem. But like really nice photo ones are like $40. And for like a year, <laughs> a year, I would be in the Barnes and Noble section like, like, oh, this is totally worth it. But I would say I probably spent like over a year, like north of 
$400 on magazines that have really pretty pictures on really nice paper. And like, I think there's some worth to that, to having them, but like, I can't, I, I can't tell you that I have opened them up in the last like three years to like look back. So like part of me, part of me is like, yeah, uh, that's totally not worth it. But same thing with like drawing and painting stuff. Like mm. sometimes I'll get, um, like flat, like flashbacks of like being really into it, like drawing with a pencil and I'll be like wandering around the mall or wherever art supplies are sold and I'll see something and I'll be like, Oh, I need that. I'll sketch in that all the time, but yeah, it never ends up happening anymore. Totally. Mm. Yeah. But I, I, I like the idea when I have phases and the fact that I can own up to them where I, it feels like I can be a little bit more honest about like, that's just something I want to try versus that's something that I want to invest like a serious amount of time and money into. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I played lacrosse for six years. (laughs) (laughs) No, I enjoyed that though. Um, and I made money off of it in different ways through like working places and selling equipment to my teammates and selling the equipment that I bought. Uh, I spent a ton of money on this film photography thing, <laughs> but looking into the future, Keegan, do you think, do you think it's going to last? I, I, from hope your, so. from your interactions with it now? I hope so. Cause photography is something I've always like practiced in some form or another. And I did film in high school and I think, I think you and I were talking about this the other day. What I enjoy about it so much is that I get to practice like visual art like that's very close to filmmaking but it doesn't I don't have the same kind of like pressure on myself or I, I don't put that pressure on myself or maybe it's like like that's probably a thing I need to work on for filmmaking too but I just feel like I can play and do whatever I want mm-hmm. so yeah that's one thing that I definitely enjoy about like picking up my guitar every once in a while and like messing around with learning new chords and being horrible at it yeah or film photography where it's not directly related to my income. Like I don't have to be good at it. I can just enjoy like being bad. And then you still get like, but it still helps you build those skills at the same time. Yeah. That will translate then into your work, which I think is such a win-win scenario. Yeah. How about you, Noah? Any, uh, hobbies that have uh, passed away? Yeah. Any hobbies that you've spent, (laughs) uh, an unproud amount of money on? Yeah, I mean, so when I was a kid, imagine little Noah, little little guy. Anytime I'd make... Wait, how little? Like three or four or like uh, six and ten? No, we're talking probably... Oh, man. I don't know. Probably I, I, sev, seven through... I don't know, probably 13. Okay, seven through thirteen, and and what was like your main haircut at that point, so people can get a really good <laughs> oh, picture gosh. of you? I, I I went through phases. I had like the Bieber cut near the end of it, but at the beginning, okay. I had just like this real scruffy, like just like whatever kind of haircut. Okay. and then there was like a, so, a buzz cut in there as well at one point. Okay, okay. So I think I think we'll keep with imagine the Bieber haircut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bieber haircut uh, on thirteen year old Noah. Yep. And so, okay, now continue with the story. So anytime I would earn a little cash here and there, the first thing that I would do is I would run to Target and go to the like trading card area and buy either baseball cards or football cards because I had this obsession with um, collecting 
like football or baseball cards. It didn't matter to me. I never did like basketball or soccer or anything like that. It was always like football and baseball. And I also inherited my dad's. He gave me his from when he was a kid. And so I probably have, I, like, I have no idea how much money I actually spent on it. But, like, as far as, like, how much they're worth, I, I have thousands of dollars worth of, like, football and baseball cards <laughs> in my closet currently. Dude, I always thought I was going to make it big on, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon cards oh, when I was younger. <laughs> like, I remember, this is super, super bad. And, and, and when I tell people this, people are like, wow, Glenn, you're messed up. But, again, I was in fifth grade, so... What can I say? Um, I remember trying to like con younger kids uh, as like a 10 year old to be like, hey, give me that like God card or whatever. And I'll trade you for this shiny one that was like, I knew that was fake, but like they didn't. <laughs> but I knew they had a real one. So I was like, look, dude, it has better points on it. But wow. that was back in my uh, deviant days. <laughs> wow. That, that, that is pretty messed up. Like, Yeah, dude. Kim. I own it though, you know. I I I I feel like I own it. I still have a couple. I have like one deck left that I'm gonna eventually maybe get on eBay and see if these cards are worth anything. Yes. But we'll see what happens. Oh man, I'm like being flooded now with all kinds of like old memories, and even like thinking through the past year of what I've added in place of the cross. It's so so crazy. Walk, walk us through that, Keegan. Oh, this. What what's flooding back to your mind? What what have you tried since quitting lacrosse? Oh well, the like very old like fifth grade hobby that I'm thinking about right now is my stop motion, which is kind of filmmaking. But I'm sitting with all my Legos in the basement and all the Lego books that I bought when I was like twelve. <laughs> and I'm it's hype. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually make a new one in the near future. Um, but no, since quitting lacrosse. I got super into Madden for a little while with all the boys. That was a good time. Nice. Then we got we got really sick of it. It was toxic. It was crazy. It was, <laughs> it's it was toxic. There was so much. <laughs> How much time were you spending that it was toxic? Oh, oh my gosh, we would play. We would play for like two hours a day, like every day. It was. We had we had probably like six people in, like our own wow. like season and stuff, and we had we'd play all of our computer matches and then all of our like actual pvp it was insane it was yeah it was that was a little much um but no i just started oh go ahead i was gonna ask if you threw any money at it no i never went that far i the i'm not a betting man in fact the only thing i've bet on this year was (laughs) well i just don't but i have bet in the last (laughs) year i i bet on the oscars i bet on the oscars and won our pool so i'm very proud of that but all right <laughs> i'm very proud of my because i don't usually maybe I, or maybe not I never gambling I never gamble. in the future. i hardly ever no all my friends play poker like seriously like they they bet on it like i don't do any of that i'm this is like the only time i bet and i made it big and i'm out now i'm out <laughs> until next year comes around i'll bet on oscars again because it's a good time but that's a slippery um, slope wow we are so off the rails <laughs> um no, I just started adding back like all these little things. Like I started playing Catan again recently, like in the last yes. half a year. Yeah, great game. Yes, I played with you. I think um, I, mm-hmm. I played with my cousin online during since everyone's locked down, and they actually live in Texas. But it was really cool to do that. Uh, my family's playing Dominion tonight. If you've ever played that game, mm. it's a good, it's a fun game. If you like settlers, you probably like it. 
So I got back into games, which is like really cool. And uh, as the spring weather rolled around, my friends and I started playing spike ball, which was pretty sick. Nice. And it started to fill some of that void. I was starting to feel a void of like, oh, I'm not, I don't have practice. I don't have games. Like I don't have sports anymore. Mm. So it was nice to have like that kind of activity and golf too. I've been just playing other sports. I get are like very much like lifetime sports as opposed to mm. heavily competitive. And I've gotten ridiculously into the Eagles. Like I've always been a big Eagles fan, but now I like am watching every rumor. It's oh. <laughs> What did you think of the draft last night? Uh, I have mixed opinions. I'm really upset that the Cowboys got C.D. Lamb. Uh, but I'm optimistic. I think that this is an Eagles hot take. But I think, the, I think that um, – Oh, gosh. I, th- I don't even know what you're talking about. I have nothing. <laughs> I am not involved in sports I think, at all. I think Jalen – that's his <clears throat> name, right, Jalen? That's who it was. I think that's his – I think I'm looking now just to make sure I get it right. Uh – where is his name? Oh, yeah, Jalen Rager. Um, he had it ready. Rager, Jalen. I think Jalen was a better pick than Justin Jefferson because it'll fit the offense better. So mm-hmm. I'm optimistic, and we'll see what happens tonight. Are you nervous at all that we now have Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski in the NFC? Uh, Yes, but no, because, one, they don't really have an O-line. So Brady Brady's gonna get pummeled if they don't put an O line around him because he can't run. Also, Rob Gronkowski and him might have chemistry issues. I foresee that. So I'm not too concerned, but then again, we'll see week one if we even have week one. <laughs> yeah, and it, I think I think it'll be interesting and kind of telling because it's kind of their first time in a pretty strong division. Yeah. Um. And but. and and I was talking to my dad like. Tom Brady is great, but Bill Belichick has more Super Bowls than yeah. Tom Brady does because he has, I think, two with the Giants or just one. I don't know. But boys, boys, I appreciate <laughs> the passion in this. Let me uh, let me do a hard left step back to I think what we're talking about. <clears throat> See, I've gotten really into football. I used to not be able oh. to talk like that at all. There we go. Maybe you should start your own podcast. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> There's a hot take. Whoa. Dude, it's fine. I just know. I just I just felt like I was dying a little bit. <laughs> no, I respect that. I'm sorry we took over like that. That was No, 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 no. It's I looked over fine. at I, Glenn's I love you. and he was just like <laughs> <laughs> I, it's fine. I love you boys. Um I appreciate the passion that you have in life about sports, but uh football is is not what we're here to talk about right now so hard uh hard left turn back this is how i feel when you guys talk about photography and that's totally fine (laughs) well well fortunately that's part of what the podcast is about (laughs) but we'll try to we'll try to keep it more entertaining for you noah as well um okay so back back on track um (laughs) noah and keegan um oh i lost my train of thought well, okay. While you're me, while you're recovering your train of thought, let me try to recover this in the next two minutes. But yeah, while you're recovering your train of thought, I did want to say, time. I love learning about uh, filming, like filmmaking and photography. I'm just not like I can't talk. I can't talk about it. Yeah. So There's don't hear me like saying. Yeah. So don't hear me saying that I'm sad, but hear me saying that I'm hungry and wanting to learn. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Bro, we'll, we'll, shoot, well, we'll shoot some film. Well, sometime. Keegan, or right. well, Noah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll make sure to feed you over this podcast <laughs> of uh, filmmaking knowledge. Uh, if, if, if all three of us are here again, and I'm sure we will be. But um, back to hobbies and letting them die. <laughs> do you ever uh, do you ever feel that it's uh, appropriate or like, have you ever had a uh, maybe a moment in your life where you're like, I have to stop doing this or participating in this, whether it was too much money or too much time? Um, Candy Crush. I don't know Ooh. if that counts as a hobby. I got really into it. And so I just deleted the phone or deleted the app off my phone. I I think we kind of talked about this last time I was on too, but social media, I don't know if that counts as a hobby, but I was like, I feel like it does this now is becoming destructive just cause I'm spending so much time. And like, it's generally not something that I'm actually using as a tool. Like if somebody's like, Oh, like why is social media good? Like you can give them like legitimate reasons why it's good, but I wasn't actually using it for those reasons. And so it's like, mm. then why, what are you doing? So, yeah, I don't know. Keegan, how about you? Uh, I'm kind of like you. I go through like phases as a kid of like trying all kinds of things, and filmmaking and photography are really the only ones that have stuck. Uh, I guess quitting lacrosse, honestly, which is like weird because it's such a big part of my life. But that was like the first time when I was like, I really need to do something else, and like this is like just going in an opposite direction of where I want to go. So, and that wasn't an easy decision for you. I mean, I remember riding up to Ricketts Glen and you were just like at your wits end trying to figure out what to do about it. Like, yeah, no, that was like the hardest decision I've ever made. And I still have like days where I had a dream one night that like two or three weeks ago that I was at practice and I woke up just so sad. Like Mm. I I was even (laughs) in my current hobby, Fortnite, I was on (laughs) Fortnite with... I was on, on Fortnite with two of my teammates from Messiah and they like were asking me about like, Oh, if I was going to come back this year and like wishing I was living with them. And I'm like, dang, I'm sad. Like this is, mm. it's definitely like moments where like, I wonder if it was the right choice, but no, yeah, it, it was time to stop and I've taken a big break from it. And I hope that as I get older and like start to figure my life out, I can start to like, passively enjoy lacrosse because i'm kind of the i'm kind of a person that like throws themselves into whatever they do mm-hmm. so i need to be like 100 10 percent in i'm not so it's like a little difficult for me to passively enjoy it right now but mm. noah have you ever uh interacted with um the sadness of a of a lost hobby or something that you used to do that you knew you were super passionate about mm. yeah i mean like for a while, I, and I don't want to derail this podcast back into sports again, but I yes. I definitely had a time... Only if it's related, which is fine. <laughs> yeah, okay. This is related. So I I really loved football for a while, but like mm. I'm just not at all built for it, um, which is a problem if you want to play it. So I, I, like, I love it, but there had to come a point where I had to stop. Um, and even just like going into the social media thing, like the less time I spend on social media, like that doesn't mean that I don't have like FOMO because like that's how everybody expresses the way that, I don't know, they do life right now, especially in quarantine. It's mm. like, that's the way that you connect with people. And so that's not to say I'm not on at all. I've just really limited my exposure on there. And so like, 
for better or for worse, when I am on, it makes me like, whoa, it makes me feel like, oh, well, what am I missing out on? Like, if this is what I'm seeing when I am on. Um, and I think there's kind of a beauty to that because you don't have to know everything. And, and that's kind of where I'm at. But yeah, I definitely feel like the lost, I don't know, there's something in you that is always, at least in my case, is always going to love those things that you left behind. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's one thing that, I mean, Keegan, you've experienced this more recently with, with lacrosse, but something that I kind of had to walk through with, um, in high school and in college, I swam, I was on the swim team, but I was also fortunate enough to go to a high school that had a water polo team. And, um, that ended up becoming my favorite sport, uh, in the water sports world was water polo because it involved swimming that was hard, but wasn't, uh, like solitary. So you were like actively talking with other people and like passing around something and not just looking at the black line at the bottom of the (laughs) pool and swimming for like two hours. And, um, yeah. And leaving that in high school, uh, was just like a weird sense of emotion because like I knew I wasn't going to college for it Mm. or to continue. Like I wasn't, I never even out of the two colleges that I ended up going to both Messiah and IUP um, for a year, never ended up having a a water polo club or program. Mm. And uh, there was always moments where I was like, man, like kind of like what you said, Keegan, where I would just get sad where I was like, man, I really, really miss like, joking around with the boys and like (laughs) and uh like eyes burning from chlorine after practice and like being really hungry and like sharing a dinner with everybody in that way and um and like just having to uh deal with that is just is just strange like letting it go and and not really having the opportunity for it. Like in central Pennsylvania, it's not really a popular sport, at least among adults. So as far as I know, there's no uh, adult clubs for me to kind of like relive that. But that's definitely something that I would love to get back into because it's like takes like the fun parts of swimming and then just makes it more fun. Mm, yeah. But yeah, man, I, I, I have like flashbacks or if I see like people on the team on Facebook or, um, or like smell a pool, like the, the smell of chlorine, um, that like musty kind of mm, like yeah. sound that the musty smell. And then like that echoey sound that like swimming pools and yes. in, in large rooms tend to have. And like, you always hear drip, you always hear dripping. <laughs> yes. So it's like, it's kind of gross if you think about it, but I was in there for so long that it, it's just like this, these random things that I really, really still enjoy, like hearing the sound of a pool and like it being really humid and gross, but also like smelling chlorine and like whether or not that that's a, a, a determining factor for maybe your pool's not up to date or clean. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a smell that I like really weirdly still enjoy, even though that I would say that most people probably don't. And, um, having to wrestle with that and then, um, kind of like running towards new things to almost even help me forget about that has been like a, a, mm. a very strange experience. Mm. I resonate with that big time. 
Boys, I'm glad that we could connect over lamenting the death of our athletic careers. (laughs) (laughs) It's, I I, I guess it's fine. I'm I'm definitely not like called or supposed to be in that, but it's, it's definitely something that I miss, but I'm glad. uh, Yeah, you're right. No, I'm glad that we could uh, cry together over this radio program of our, of our dying athleticism. Wow. Oh man. Oh, just a bunch of narps here on FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So, what do you what do you guys do with that? Like, if maybe reliving high school stuff, or how do you? What would you say that like for the people who are sharing in our sadness? Are um, what like what should they do if uh, they they are experiencing themselves? Um, maybe nostalgia that is damaging. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I hate to say, like, you should do this. I, I can tell you it worked for me. and Yeah, 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 roll me through that. So I think part of that is, like, finding new outlets. And so that's, like, finding ways to love in the same way. So you, you, can't, you can't experience the exact same, like, actions, but you can experience the same emotions. And mm-hmm. so for me, like, I replaced a lot of the whole football thing and I still continued like playing soccer and stuff like that. But the whole football thing I experienced through like that at the same time that I stopped playing is when I started playing guitar. And that's kind of been one of the bigger things that's kind of defined my life is the more creative musical side of things. Um, and so that helped me as well as like just because I can't play like, you know, in the same way doesn't mean that I can't just like throw around a ball with other people. And, mm. you know, you, it's not like the sport itself has died. It just means that you can't play in the same way. So for me, it was just like finding new ways to satisfy or scratch the same itch. And then also like going back to um, playing with people that you still can play with. Keegan, how about you? Do you have any maybe advice for anybody who's uh, struggling with the fact that their identity is no longer um, able to be fulfilled through Uh, a sport or a hobby yeah um I definitely really resonate with what you were saying Noah and like finding things to fill that similar emotion and like that passion like that was part of my choice was I had found my passion for filmmaking again and I felt that it required more devotion and that's why like I literally traded the two things pretty much Mm. um but I mean I'm still working on this because obviously like the year ended and so it was a little different for me um but I was starting to find a stride in the spring where I was playing spike ball again with my friends like every day and I'm like a pretty competitive person especially in in athletics like that's what I miss about lacrosse is the competition with like my friends and and being on a team really Mm. and so I I I just say fine if you if if you're leaving a team sport and like kind of Glenn you were saying this earlier you miss like those times with your buddies like just like joshing around in the locker room or in the pool or whatever or like we love doing that on the field like find friends that replace that and like in that kind of way or like through your work on film like that's what's so nice about film being so similar to sports is you're on these teams and like Mm. you have to know each other well and trust each other and I do get to fulfill some of that but I don't have a great answer because I'm still working on that but just find things that define you that can't ever shift there's not a lot of so (laughs) glenn what did you do 
Yeah. Um, I did something like re- really similar as um, Keegan, where it was more of like a diving into work, mm. but also even like on the negative side, like, um, like because like I wasn't working out or like being almost held accountable by like another group of guys who are doing the same thing. Like a lot of things ended up getting really weird in college. Like the whole gaining weight thing was like a really big deal Mm. uh, and weirdly fluctuating. Like it wasn't like the freshman 15. It was like the freshman 45 (laughs) and, (laughs) and like it just like, you know, grew and grew and it went up and down and I've had my struggle with like weight loss and stuff like that. But, I think where I kind of guess it it came to me seeing my identity in something else was being praised, I guess, for like filmmaking stuff, whether that was like getting a video for to someone else and um, get like giving a video to somebody else or taking a really good photo of someone and then being like, Oh, like this is really great. And then like being attached to that feeling and being like, Oh, this is how I see myself now. Mm -hmm. But I, 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 you know, I can't even imagine like in the future, like what would happen if, you know, I were to go blind or, or people who are even struggling with like, uh, like a head injury Mm. and they don't like feel themselves or like things like that. Like, I don't even fully know what to do with that, but it's just something that's scary. And I think, a lot of people deal with whether that was you know something that they lost and they can't do or something that kind of like naturally faded away and they still long for yeah so like when keegan was talking he kind of traded at the same time did you have like this a similar thing where you traded one thing for another at the same time or was yours kind of like discovering a new thing to love over time oh it was definitely discovering because like so when i like I said, I came, I went from art education to film. Mm -hmm. So film and photography was something that I, I didn't even know that one was possible as a job, but two that I would even relatively enjoy. Like when I graduated high school, um, my buddy Andrew and I were making these like horrible short films of like either recreating scenes from like the matrix or like making our own ghost hunting show or whatever. Can you link those to the show? Oh, absolutely! <laughs> I've seen the ghost hunting ones. <laughs> they're they're abs they're absolutely beautiful. They're all, they're also absolutely trash in terms of acting <laughs> skill and filming quality. I'm very fortunate to have grown beyond that those moments. <laughs> um, but so I had those, but those were um all Andrew, like the editing, the shooting. Like I was just in them. Mm. Like it wasn't really like being cr- necessarily created mm. by me or like something I was in charge of. Um, and then there came this moment where I think it was sophomore year. It was right before I ended up switching. Cause it was kind of like the moment that I realized that this was something that I liked or that I enjoyed, um, was, uh, um, uh, a time where him and I went on this hike and he let me, uh, hold the camera and get some shots for mm. the, the video. So it was like recreating this this like mini documentary of us hiking 
And I think from that, like in two days after whenever he ended up editing it and being able to see it and like relive that moment, I was like, whoa, like this is a really cool experience. Mm -hmm. And I ended up like picking up my camera that I ended up having at the time, mostly just for using for like documenting, like digitizing artwork that I was drawing for classes um, and actually using it to take pictures of like people and um, experimenting with video at the time as well. And just being like, whoa, this stuff is cool. Mm. And just kind of getting into it that way. But it was definitely like a long process, like graduating high school and then having like this three-year period where I didn't know about photo and video. And then in that last year, um, like developing it to a point where I was good enough to where people complimented me on Mm. work. Mm, Yeah. Um, And so it was definitely like a, a multiple year exchange in terms of, of, of shifting. Mm. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And it's something that I, I, I definitely am, am still working on. I, th- I think a big thing would just be like, like if, if people had to take away something or even something that's helped me would be like being honest about the fact that you're sad about losing a sport mm, Yeah, or, yeah, um, I agree with that. or being, um, or like actually talking about it with people mm. who are also in that sport, but also people who are out of it, like whether that be your parents or mentors or whoever or friends. Um, Cause it's something that's like re- weirdly scary when you're like, I used to invest so much time into this thing and now I either can't or like you may don't have the time for it cause you're working or whatever. And it's just weird to like, if you, lose something that you claim to be a part of yourself Mm -hmm. that's been there for so long it's definitely scary and like keeping that i think fear inside is is a is a weird is something that you necessarily shouldn't do yeah of just like letting it ruminate yourself so whether that's starting a podcast and admitting (laughs) that your athleticism is dying amongst your boys or maybe just talking to someone uh, in your family about it or someone who would be honest about it and be like you know, your identity might not be in that, but it can definitely be in something else. Yeah. And you can, I've seen that a lot too. Like it seems recently, and I don't know when the turn happened, but like people used to have jobs that were just jobs. And then like when they were off, they'd do things that they love. And it seems like now a lot of people are trying to find jobs that satisfy a lot of those like identity hobby type things too. So like, I mean, for, for you guys as like filmmakers or whatever, like even thinking about me, if I'm looking for a job in a church as a musician, like those are things that like I love doing that also satisfy that like career type thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's just really interesting too, because I think a lot of people put so much of themselves into something. And when that dream has to die, that means that like, not only does their hobby die, but the career that they wanted died. And that's kind of like a new development in culture. Um, because before it was just like, they could have a consistent career. Like, I mean, our grandparents had the same jobs for like 40 years, you know, but like for a lot of people, if their hobby dies, their idea of what they wanted to do with their life dies too. And so that's why I think, or at least, yeah, even like who they are, who they think they are as a, as a person that dies. Right. There's so much identity that ties into it. I've had the opposite where I've grown up with the example of working in what you're passionate about and living like Mm. through that and letting work not only be work but also like a mission and like 
your like livelihood mm. in a whole different way than most people in our generation got to experience growing up. Yeah, that's so. really cool. Yeah, so like I was thinking more in terms of like this is a post-industrial revolution. Thing. Absolutely. I agree. So. I'm saying it's interesting to see like society shift that way when oh, like, yeah, yeah. I'm used to like that's like just my life. That's been your that's, oh, that's yeah. like life. my whole yeah, yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, totally. So it's really cool actually to see so cuz like I mean, I'm pretentious. Like, I think that's the better way to live. Like, mm. it's cool to watch kids, like, and our peers, like, who didn't grow up that way or, like, grew up with mom and dad, like, working the same job. And there's something super respectable about people working the yeah, same job. totally. And, like, just, like, letting that be, like, their breadwinning and then, like, coming home and having, like, all kinds of other things that they're super into. Mm. Um but like it is also at the same time, it's really cool to see people pursue a lifestyle that fulfills them that where they can wake up and like want to go to work. And like, mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah. Boys, this has been beautiful. Um, but our time is come near to an end. Much like our athletic <laughs> aspirations. Yeah, much, like, <laughs> much like our athletic <laughs> aspiration. And uh, it, I feel as this, we might, just like many of our old hobbies and nostalgic vibes need to let this go. But, uh, <laughs> wow. One, one, one final thing. Um, I guess little topic, but, uh, how I, I, I guess like we've been talking about this in general, but is there any other advice or words of wisdom that you could potentially give to the world right now in terms of, um, something that can help people grow in knowledge and in love mm. and have a bigger brain or a bigger heart. Love that. I think I, I just want to piggyback on something that you said earlier. And that's like being honest with yourself and other people when you experience like, you know, if you lose a hobby and it's sad, like not only for yourself in growing in that, but like you never know what other people might have the same hurts. Cause like, I mean, I don't know that any of us knew until this podcast that we all had like very similar hobbies die, you know, but like, yes, yes. Um, but the fact that we could talk about it and like, I think we're all pretty fine with it now, but like there are people that it's a very real and present pain that, um, you know, the more you can talk about what you did to get out of it or what you found helpful, I think, you know, it, it could be helpful for you, but more for them too. Mm. Keegan, how about yourself? I dig that. Yeah, I agree with all of that. I think, like, a lot of it is, uh, like you said, it's honesty. It's honesty with yourself about who you are. And it's about also, like, learning that life moves in seasons. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's one thing we don't do well, especially, like, in our Western culture is, like, and I don't know about other cultures, but, like, I only know America, obviously. But, like, we don't move on. And there's something to be said about that things end and like life ends and everything has this finite point. And so like, as long as you're like putting in everything you can into the things you are doing right now, then I think you can always, and you like actively move forward and choose to yes, grieve, but then like kind of close that door and Mm -hmm. say, this was great. It was good, but now it's time to do something else. If you do that, I think you'll be more satisfied and you'll be able to, look back on that with like fond memories instead of regret or like, Oh, I wish I had continued this or I didn't experience Mm. this. Um, because then you can fully embrace 
what's in front of you and then later what's ahead too so it reminds me of that thing that i see like moms put on facebook all the time where it's like don't cry because it's over smile because it happened (laughs) (laughs) it's cheesy but it's true yeah no absolutely i i see like so many people or like there's this phenomenon of like people hitting their midlife crisis and like being like really sad that they didn't do all these things Mm. but like if you're just present and like continue to close the doors like once it's done you won't have that hopefully like Mm. it's it's hard it's not easy like i'm working on doing that actively but that's what moving around has taught me it's like life is in seasons things are supposed to change so just embrace it yeah yeah boys well i hope you can all embrace your inner facebook mom (laughs) Um, and, and smile when smile when the things are over. Um, I appreciate you being on the podcast. Again, this is the Unusually Useful Podcast brought to you by Glenn Iverson. It, currently, right now, it's sponsored by myself. And, um, <laughs> and uh, I hope all of you listeners as well can embrace your inner Facebook mom. Um, boys and listeners... Uh, big brain, big hearts. Big brain, big heart. We love you all, and we will see you on the next episode. Peace. See ya.